Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's hour five of the GBAG Nation live in Surprise, Arizona. Coverage brought to you by Sonic and Good. Stephen Jones talking again today. We'll get you the highlights. There's about 12 things, really, that have been updated. Just a terrific day of news so far for the Cowboys at the Combine. Wolchuk battling the hiccups still. He had his, his first uh, a Big League Chosky situation uh, going uh, down about uh, 30, 45 minutes ago. Some of the former Redman product, right, they renamed it. Yep, America's best. We got the golden blend. Okay. And uh, Woolchuck showing, uh, you know, he's very much in his rookie year when it comes to those kind of activities, and the hiccups are not going away. Um, but it's, it is it is uh, uh, such a fun time being here at spring training, and today we got to watch the Rangers beat the Rockies. Lighter and Rocker pitched well. Marcus Simeon was three for three, so he's dialed in at least for the spring training portion of uh, his his uh, preparations and you know it's, it's just been a, a, a lot of fun to watch the look on everybody's faces we talked with chris young and the anticipation and excitement is in the air there's nothing more fun than being on a sports team that has sucked for so long and now you're like hey now we're legit now who knows what what is possible and it's got to be reinvigorating um you know for a lot of these guys that have not had expectations at, at all for for the team um, juiciest thing Cowboys Twitter wise, you know, other than Stephen Jones, is this situation going on in Washington right now? And I don't know if we should be rooting for this because we really should be rooting for the dumpster fire to continue in Washington. There's a lot of potential in that city and that franchise. And right now, you have the Phillies rising to prominence. You have uh, the Phillies, the Eagles rising to prominence, and you know who knows what the Giants are going to do, but they could build a winner. And I just love knowing that you have at least one pathetic franchise left in Washington but Dan Snyder's in big trouble and this might be a fitting and laughable end as they're using the word fraud yeah and and he might actually face jail time not only kicked out of the league but apparently what he involved himself in was uh was a a big misstep there yeah big time bank fraud stuff uh scamming his partners charging them four and a half million to put the team's logo on his private jet he called it a quote-unquote advertising fee uh, which is, I mean, I don't understand that uh, because the, the plane is up in the sky out of sight 99% of the time or it's hidden somewhere. Advertising fee my rear end. But they uh, they didn't know, like his investors didn't know that he was using this money. And so it's pretty funny to where, I mean, all the way to the point where he is spending like upwards of $55 million of the team's money that the like the board didn't realize he was using for his uh, personal yachts, multiple residences, the services of more than 60 members of his personal staff, multiple vehicles in the U.S. and Europe, and countless meals, wine, beverages, and entertainment. 
and then and then of course the 4.5 million he charged to put the the team logo on his on his uh, private jet there and so this is this could end up being a huge problem for him in a multitude of different ways and uh, I do think it is kind of a funny fitting in for old Dan well, Snyder. Well, it's uh, Jerry Jones that everyone's turning to now yeah. to try and help mitigate this situation, as I'm yeah. sure you're fully aware of, Brian, and you yep. know this probably better than any of us, but according to a, a report from the Washington Post, <laughs> Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is working to convince the commander's owner, Dan Snyder, to accept a record price for the sale of the team. Yeah. As the report also states, the NFL and its owners are prepared to fight Snyder legally but prefer Jones broker a peace deal with Snyder. And if he doesn't, then they're going to meet next month at the owners' meetings, and they might just vote to out him as an owner, and they believe that that will hold up in court. These kind of charges are, are probably their last push to get him to go out peacefully. Yeah, they don't. Uh, any kind of court system where it all of a sudden there's cases and now there's discovery, there's evidence, things, documents are asked for, you know, that airs the owner's business. Mm-hmm. And the owners, uh, you know, the ones like Jim Ursay and others, he was the one that came out the strongest and talked about Snyder and, and you know, and, and making a push. I guarantee you the uh, the other owners are, are like Ursay's, Ursay's probably at the mode of let's get rid of him now. Yeah. And then you have others well, maybe, you know, with like the Rooney family or, uh, you know, maybe even Kraft uh, up in New England are like, listen, we don't need all our personal business aired. And they're looking to Jerry Jones. They know that Jerry Jones is Daniel Snyder's ally. And I mean, ally as in a way of has always been supportive of him uh, has uh, when people have kind of tried to take shots at him. He stood up for him. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, you know, I, I have a relationship. Stephen Jones, we've asked him, you know, we've heard us a bunch about relationships. You know, every time that, that you know, the, the, the two families get together, they always talk about Daniel Snyder in a very positive light. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't want to get into anything else other than that. So this is the league saying, we, Jerry, you're our hope here. You've got to convince Daniel Snyder to take somewhere in the neighborhood of five and a half to six billion dollars and then move on and be somebody else's problem how about this line in the story loans and lines of credit obtained without approval of washington's board of directors violate the team shareholder agreement documents show bank of america officials asked team executives repeatedly for proof that the board had approved the 55 million dollar loan team executives never turned over a copy of the board approval before the loan closed and one team lawyer later acknowledged in a letter that the board approval does not even exist yeah well i'm surprised they are able to hold him accountable like rupert murdoch used to use the dodgers as his personal atm machine but apparently there were rules in this contract that directly disallowed him from borrowing from his different entities and giving it to himself so that's good and i think facing jail time should be the end of the negotiation like i think this is a pretty easy one for jerry like if you want to go scorched earth you're you could be sitting in prison right or you could take six billion dollars for your team i don't think it's tough for dan Snyder. no and then you know like the the you know his guys his partners were like very prominent businessmen fred smith who owns uh fedex you know, uh, is a longtime sponsor, longtime partner, longtime, you know, a, a lot of things. And, you know, those guys all, you know, stepped up and said, oh, wait a minute, what's going on here kind of thing. And 
you know, were selling shares and stuff like that, wanting to move on. So, yeah, this is a very I, – I believe that Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder will get together. I'm making a prediction here that Jerry Jones will convince Dan Snyder to sell this team. Uh, you know, we'll see who, in fact, uh, steps up. There's a, a lot of, of – uh, a couple of NBA guys that are involved here. Well, Jeff Bezos will surely has the opportunity – Snyder probably won't sell to him just because of the whole thing with his hatred with the with the you know Bezos owns the Washington Post and the Washington Post has been the most critical uh, form of media against Daniel Snyder. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know Bezos could probably come up with the most money, but uh, we'll see. I, I think Jerry Jones is going to convince him to sale. And Gavin, to your point, I think Jerry has to say, "Listen, Dan, take the money, move on. Jail time here." You yeah. don't want to you're – you're a young guy. You do not want to be in jail while you're having to deal with all this, uh, this, uh, this headache. I believe it's what it's what, – that, that's what you call checkmate. Uh, yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Steven said today the team is exploring extensions with Lamb and Diggs. You're always looking at something like that. Obviously, they're in our plans long term, so take that, Chief. Trayvon's going nowhere. Well, that's a big, fat bummer. I guess we like uh, guys who shy away from, from big moments, uh, even when the big moment is just simply do your job. This has been a really funny offseason so far from what we've heard because we all thought that maybe that Tyron Smith would move on, you know, and things like that. It sounds like they're in the corner there. We have talked about this, though. The digs, I think the digs negotiation is going to be very, very difficult, and I wouldn't be one bit surprised, you know, with the Cowboys, with what we've seen with Dak Prescott. If they can't get something long-term there, you know, something that they can really stretch this thing out uh, with the extension and all that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys play the short game again. Is he looking uh, to tag next year? I, you can't tag him. You can't tag Dak. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Diggs. That's, yeah. No, yeah, Diggs, I'm sorry. Talking Diggs. No, no yeah. I'm sorry, about Dak. But yeah. I'm saying maybe play the short, you know, the short, short game, game with, with Dak. Dak. Yeah, that, they're, that's they're, something they've done before. I wonder if their big move that maybe they're working on could be his brother, Stephon. Oh, that would be so fun because yeah, that would be huge to See, get him to sign here. Yeah, uh, that, you that trade would, for him. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah, well, Do you yeah. think that he would take less? Well, if no. They I say, was saying, hey, excuse me. No. If, you, if you traded for him, now you got his brother wanting to stay. Yeah, and That's, I'm not. That, and yeah. I'm not saying look, it's going to be a lot less, but it's like to get both of you here to make the money work. We can offer you X, but we're able to get your brother. I think that perfectly segues into what I think was the other big talking point from Steven today. Do the Cowboys feel a need to be more aggressive after seeing Eagles, Rams, Bucks do it like that? He said, I'd like to hope that we're always aggressive. And I'd be like, no, you have not always been aggressive. He said, I'd like to hope that we can make our our team better. Yeah. 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 Obviously, the Philly deal was hats off to them. They did a great job. So it didn't sound like he was saying, yeah, we need to be aggressive. But Michael Gelkin joined us and talked about he feels like a big move could be coming. Michael Gelkin, Morning News, a very plugged-in reporter. He's made quick work of becoming a great insider there with the newspaper. And maybe Stephon Diggs is the way to do it. That, That would just be incredible to have Gallup Diggs. And Lamb, at, the, at that point, nobody could bat an eye at, at their uh, commitment to making the team better. And maybe that's why they're looking at keeping a Tyron Smith, which all indications at the Combine this week are shading that way. You need to save money. If you get rid of a Tyron Smith, you're eating a bunch of cap. So the most cost-effective way to address left tackle is to have Tyron Smith play it, Tyler Smith at left guard. You're giving yourself probably a big to your interior running game. You're giving yourself a huge boost there. Maybe uh, Tyler can be better at left guard. But now I've saved myself the money. If I don't do Tony Pollard, we've saved 18 million bucks there. 
that's how we well, can get Stephon Diggs is if yeah. we hold tight at these other spots. Well, uh, Terrence Steele is also going to cost him more money too on that on yeah. that on that tag. Yeah, that's you know, right. If they tag him a first round tender, that's going to take his price. Yeah, it's about, about six million. Up, yeah, up about five and a half million dollars. I yeah. don't know. I I just I can't be convinced that the Tyron Smith thing is 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 worth take it. it to the bank. No, no I'm, worth I don't. It. It's, no, it's, yeah. you save ten million dollars, and it is a little bit hypocritical with their whole stance last year about availability. Yeah, you know, you're kind of just kind of turning a blind eye. That's a guy that has not been available for you. I mean, were you hopeful that he stayed relatively healthy for the last five games, three in the regular season, two playoffs? Maybe they feel like he's still young. Offensive linemen can play great into their 30s, and there's reason to believe that we can nurse him to get to the playoffs. And you well, know. they probably realize now that if he gets hurt again, they'll just put. Tyler Smith out there left. Yeah, yeah, but but to your point, you're I, spending ten extra million on that yeah. hope that he's yeah. going to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. But that's also why I would personally, if it's me, I'm not ruling out taking a lineman in the first round if there's a guy I like there. But that's if there's a guy I like there. It's not you're not reaching on the position by any means. And I don't want to bog down on contract stuff too much, but. Tyron Smith still has $8 million in, in dead cap sitting there. So if, if you wanted to restructure him, get his base way down, you could open up nine. You would pay eight to say goodbye to him against the cap anyway, and there's some flexibility in there. You have to have risk in, in your team building somewhere. And for me, risking an injured guy is going to be healthy and play at an elite level is probably too much. But if that works out we could potentially have a huge boost towards making other position groups good, really good. Leighton Vanderesh absolutely did enough to justify being re-signed, had a great year, said Steve. It boils down to the economics in terms of where he ends up. We'll have to see if other teams are willing to give Leighton Vanderesh the three or four years that he wants right we'll now. We'll see what the medicals are with those other teams. He, he's had some... Some times where he's been out because of stingers, and there's a lot of teams that had him off the board for various reasons when he came out in the draft. They still might believe that. He said the three priority, uh, the, the three safeties, bringing those guys back a priority. If J. Ron Kirsch only got five or six mil last year, I got to feel like Hooker's in the same class, isn't he? I think he's a, a, a tier Hooker's below. got another year. It's Wilson you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. I mean, yeah. Wilson, no, no, Donovan good. Wilson as, yeah, a, as a free agent, but yeah. I think Kirsch is better. Is Kirsch uh, better than? <sighs> it's it's close. I would move on from Hooker if it was me personally. I think that Kirsch Kurt, is your best safety. And you don't do that yes. easily. No, yeah. I don't. No. But last year, I think Wilson played the best because I don't know that Kirsch was ever really healthy for you. No. Okay. Uh, solid group at receiver. Can we look at it maybe improving? Absolutely. It's fair to say we're looking hard at it. Does that mean Stephon Diggs? Please. DeAndre Hopkins, make something happen. Let's have a big gift from, from the combine, big trade, something like that. And uh, he talked about the team has a real strong foundation that gives him confidence. And I think you can feel good about this being a, a, a really solid regular season team next year, making the playoffs for a third year in a row. They do have a lot of good stuff going on. Um, but he, he said Dak's the ultimate leader and has a, an insatiable appetite to clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. And on Terrence Steele, they, they talked about his incredible recovery that he's making in his rehab and uh, expects him ready for camp which would be a, a great development uh, for this uh, this team's ability to hit the ground running. I was thinking they needed another tackle to, to cover the first month or, or two of the regular season, but apparently not. Yeah, it's great news on steel. 
Got a sports hodgepodge coming up next, Chief? We sure do. We got a whole bunch to get into, including the greatest roast of all time. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers open overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. It's official. Kleba is back tonight, baby. Let's rock and roll, Maxie. Uh, Lock it up, Dub. It's time now for a sports hodgepodge. Here's Eric Chiafala with the latest. All right, we got lots to get into here. Rob Domofsky was uh, tweeting about uh, the Packers general manager, Brian Gutekus. Gutekus. You nailed that. You Very did. good. Uh, and he says, in regards to Rodgers, hey, he's a great player, but until we have those conversations, everything is on the table. We need to have these conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers and uh, what's best for him. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that coming up. And, and there were many more comments in, involving Rodgers from him, and it does not sound like they really want uh, – they don't want him. I think they're putting like a March 15th or they're trying to put a March 15th deadline on him to be like, hey, please, God, make your decision. But I think they're full on. He was uh, their, their GM was talking glowingly about Jordan Love. Sure. Uh, it does feel like if it was up to the Packers, that Rodgers would never suit up for them again. But he's going to get to dictate a lot of this. Does he want to come back, and then where does he want to be traded to because he's going to have to be uh, – or does he want to be traded at all? But if he decides he wants to come back and play, the Rod, or the Packers don't have a choice because they, they owe him so much guaranteed money. Is he doing McAfee tomorrow? Uh, it's usually a it's usually Tuesday, Tuesday thing. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So Tuesday thing. Maybe he's still hanging out post-darkness. Like, who knows what the post-game show is for a darkness retreat. Maybe you can't really talk with people for a while. Or he doesn't want to be asked the questions. Like, maybe he still hasn't come to his final decision, even yeah. though everybody knows he's not punting on $60 million this year because that's what they're going to – that's gonna what gonna he's going to make. If yeah, 100%. He, so, uh, but the Packers don't want him to. That seems very, very evident. Thanks to Walchuk for today's stat of the day involving Aaron Rodgers. And it goes as such. Aaron Rodgers has thrown 30 touchdowns in a season eight different times. The Bears' entire organization – has never had a quarterback throw 30 touchdowns in a season. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty damning stuff. For the longest time, 30 was an, a, a huge, huge number. And, and now you're pretty disappointed if your guy doesn't go over that. So Carson Wentz was cut yesterday. We have the odds for uh, the, the, his next team. The Vipers, Vegas. You'll, <laughs> you will be happy to know that uh, the Cowboys are nowhere in the top 10 here. Falcons. Uh, so that's good. You do have any CFL team and any XFL team at 20 to 1 odds. I think that, like, XFL, if he really wants to play football, I, maybe you go XFL style okay. on him. I think he needs to retire. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's made enough money. He can do so happily. But the Chiefs have the best odds right now. 
That was a interesting oh, Chad, watch. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Yeah, yeah, to back him up. They might need the back backup. Mahomes. I wonder if they would go for, for Jameis, but it's Chiefs, Bucks, Raiders, Bills as uh, the top four teams in terms of having the best odds to land old, uh, old Carson Wentz. Uh, and I saw this today as well from Warren Sharp. Old Terry McLaurin, man who's one of the more underrated receivers in the league because yeah, yeah. He's, he's dealt with crazy quarterback situations. He's caught double-digit passes from Taylor Heineke, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz, Case Keenum, Kyle Allen, Colt McCoy, Sam Howell, and Garrett Gilbert. That is what uh, Terry wow. McLaurin has had to deal he's with. Damn and he's good. still averages over 1,000 yards a season for his career. Very cute. Um, is he friendly. the best receiver in the NFL for what he has to deal with? Uh, yeah, like the DeAndre Hopkins Award. Yeah, like <laughs> for yeah, just succeeding with terrible quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, you were the best because you play with the worst. No doubt. Yeah. I could. Yeah, I could totally get behind. I'm, that. I'm in on that. That should be a new award. Uh, and then Josh Gordon too. He was amazing at that in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. He was. We should do the best receivers who had to tolerate terrible quarterbacks list. Because Flash Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin. I'm sure there's plenty more out there. That's CD a, Lamb. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good call there. There is a high percentage of CDs. Michael Gallup. No, there is a high percentage of CDs catches that he's had that aren't from Dak. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Those Cooper Rush games are pretty impressive. They and were. Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Strong bunch. Uh, and then you had uh, Leonard Fournette get cut today, obviously, from the Bucks. The boss man, Spittle, just texted me, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald, absolutely. Yeah. He was fortunate. He got himself a little, uh, a little Kurt Warner, you know, yeah. and they went on a run, yep. and it was a historic playoff run for Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, best I've ever seen by a receiver. But, uh, but he but, played with a bunch of straps. Oh, a bunch John of straps. Skelton. A bunch oh, of jock straps? Is that what you're Pretty going Pretty much, yeah. A bunch Cobb. of jock Bunch of Kevin ball Cobb, holders, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. 100%, yeah, Kevin Cobb, John Skelton. He had some, he John had some bad Skelton, ones. John Red Skelton, yeah. Uh, but out of 55 running backs with at least 75 attempts last year, Leonard Fournette ranked dead last in yards per carry, dead last in yards after contact, uh, <laughs> second to last in expected points added per rushing attempt, and uh, third last in percentage of runs that gained 15 uh, yards or more, and fifth last in uh, percentage of runs to gain 10 or more yards. Number so, one in empty calories, I heard. He was, yeah, man. He he, he yeah. never really got rushed, himself into playing shape. He rushed. He rushed for what a buck twenty six against the Cowboys opening night, and that was kind of it, right? That was it. That yeah. was it, man. He literally had one more game left in him. He is now a league minimum running back that you could pay to do all the things you are uh, applauding Ezekiel Elliott to do. Let me ask you this: him, him or Zeke, if you had to go out and get a kind of a washed up guy. Probably Fournette. Um, I would probably go. I think with the the stuff that Zeke provides for the team aspect or whatever, probably is what outweighs it. But from a production standpoint, they're both giving you borderline nothing. I mean, Fournette had Pick a hundred one. yard game. I'll, I'll Gavin, take Zeke. Gavin, yeah. Gavin I'll, said Fournette. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Zeke here, uh, just for the hometown for biased reasons. Yeah. I'd go Zeke, but in terms of who's had a hundred yard game more recently, it's Fournette. Yeah. I do. I would love to see the toe to toe square up between Fournette and Parsons if uh, if Fournette became his teammate. Because you remember that uh, that block that he had. In that I don't first want game. either. Be a good training camp matchup to watch. It would be a lot of fun. Those one on ones, the linebacker blitzing, and the running back has to pick him up. That would be a ton of fun. Okay, speaking of a ton of fun, did you guys see the rumorouski about old Tom Brady and how he would like to spend his time off between being the greatest quarterback ever and going into the broadcast booth? Is darkness this... retreat? Not a darkness retreat. Uh, retreat. He wants to have more eyeballs on him. Lumberjack. 
allegedly, according to Radar Online, and I've already poked some holes in this, but Radar Online ran with the story that Tom Brady is looking to get in the stand-up comedy game. No. And I was like, this has to be, I thought this This was a a butt-crack sports situation. Gotta be, right? Well, the more you dig into it, what you'll find is uh, his his ego was uh, inflated a little bit thanks to Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and Rita Moreno as they gushed over him in the 80 for Brady movie. Uh, and That's they were, out. They were, yeah, it's out. That's it's a out. real movie. That's a, yeah, it's a real. Yeah, movie. it came out the uh, right the week of the Super Bowl, or t- the week before so the it, Super Bowl. So it's not a joke. That's a real movie. That's no, a real movie. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. And then apparently they were fawning over him, and were like, "Wow, you actually have some really good acting chops." And, and if you've seen him in uh, Ted Two, you'll see that he sure, had right. a little cameo there. Had a great cameo in South Park. And then I also it's a cartoon. I yeah, saw, you're right. That wasn't really him. I saw a throwback. <laughs> Uh, Stan, or, uh, SNL monologue that he did. He hosted SNL after his third championship. Once he got his third Super Bowl ring, he graced this, the stage at, at Saturday pre- Night Live. This is pre-TB12, right? Yeah, was pre-Botox, puffy. Pre, uh, kinda, yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit puffier yeah. for sure. Yeah. Pre-Giselle. And he had boot-cut jeans, and he went out there, and he, he he honestly nailed it. He did some singing. It was like it was like a whole performance. And I was like, wow, maybe Brady is more of a showman than I'm giving him credit for. And like I said, he's made some cameos in some movies and things. But being a full-on stand-up comedian is just crazy. Like one of the alleged jokes that he has is, quote, what did the linebacker say to the flight attendant? Put me in coach. <laughs> and it was like, wow, you're going to get crickets here. Uh, and some some people, some sources, according to Radar Online, said that he is, when it comes to being a, a stand-up comedian, he's more like a water boy than a stud. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on here? There's no way he's going to put himself out there like this. Well, TMZ is saying Brady has talked with Netflix about a roast titled The Greatest Roast of All Time. And this would, of course, give him an opportunity to be... There better be alcohol involved. Oh, there will be. I mean, there better be a lot of drugs. get the quarterback that actually could be a stand-up comedian and Peyton Manning to roast Tom Brady. I think we'd be be surprised at Tom Brady with plenty of time to prepare, having writers help him with his jokes. That's the key. I think he could execute a nice 10-minute roasting of himself or other people or whatever. So if Netflix pulls this off, that is going to be must watch. No, this would be awesome because yeah. Comedy Central has done the roasts. They're I'm, amazing. They're, they've been fantastic. So, this is a tease. This is a rollout for this event. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. about a roast. So maybe Tom starts the roast with roast like too. a five minute monologue, ten or, minute monologue, or, or closes or, it, or yeah. like I've seen it go both ways there. Okay. But that could be really, really funny. That'd be fun. And getting a Manning involved, I yeah. think, would be a no brainer. But you get some of these stud comedians up there roasting Brady. The amount of jokes about the divorce and the Botox and the TB12 exactly. deflated balls. I bet Gronk and Edelman could get involved this in this. Needs like, absolutely. Absolutely. This needs to be. This needs to be a drug is. fest. Is what this needs to be. This is not going to be funny unless everybody's liquored up up there. I couldn't disagree more, nah, Broadus. This no is going to be must watch. No way, bunch of stiff. You got who's no. our guy trying to read the teleprompter? Oh, Giannis trying to read the teleprompter. Same thing with no, these. This guys. will be good. Uh, this will he, be good. He Brian. told you the guy did SNL after his third Super Bowl. Okay, too crusty to remember that. And yeah, there's been it, a lot of people that've done. I this remember is a crusty. Hey, this is a crusty bad hey, take. I remember when John Belushi and them did. I love you, but you're, you're, you're off, you're yeah. off beat on this one. He's a real big like friends with Bill Burr, Tracy Morgan, Adam Sandler. 
In but fact, they, but he's not. You, he's Lucius. not them. Oh, he's not them. No, no, one hundred percent. I do not want to see him on a mic. Being a stand-up comedian is impossible. I don't do great radio. You hey, know what I'm listen, listen. <laughs> being true. a stand-up comedian is impossible. Like for yes. anybody to say, "Hey, I'm gonna just go do that next," yes. you're insane. You don't yes. know. You don't know what it takes yet. Thank but, you. but, but, but he had, he does have friends that are like super big stand-up comedians, and he likes yeah. to talk Coach to them. He likes to talk to them on that little "Let's Go" podcast. Yeah. 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 I got it. Uh-huh. I think I think he could. I think they could write some jokes for him, and he could definitely get one good monologue in for sure. Shoot, he maybe gonna, two good jokes back to back. All those guys that you mentioned, all those great those comedic guys, gals. It'll be great. It'll dude. be that'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fantastic. But, but I don't want to see like. I don't want to see Gronk up there trying to, <laughs> you know. No, no, we need to meet, bring in Burr. Meet, meat yeah. ball it up, you Burr know. Needs to be the oh, wait, main I mean, Burr, but Burr can't roast Brady because it's his idol, right? Shoot. Oh, no. Will tear him up? That's yeah. what he does. Hey, yeah. I don't know say if you... bad things about Brady. Yeah, of course. That's part okay. of. Yeah, it's part of part of. Hey, I don't know if you guys want to hear this or not. You can turn it down. You know what I'm saying? But this is Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast with Bill Burr, Tracy Morgan, and Adam Sandler. If you just want a little clip of it, it's probably like 40 seconds. Yes. Okay. But you don't hear Tom. You just hear Tracy Perfect. Morgan explaining how being a stand-up comedian is like being a quarterback. The, the the mind of a comedian is like the mind of a quarterback. We moving at the speed of light. While y'all laughing at this joke, we like four jokes down. We yeah, can't even get to it. We can't. We yeah. going like, this joke right here going to kill. Yeah. That's how we yeah. think. That's not how I think. I usually start thinking, why did I pick this career? Yeah, I, 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 I that too. Why well, couldn't be a garbage man? Why well, I gotta do this? There's five thousand people out there. Why well, I gotta do this? Well, as a kid, I wanted to be a garbage man. Back when they had the guys hanging off the back of the truck, that was the best job ever. The gloves hanging off the back pocket. I said, "That's all the guys working on the train tracks and the subway system in New York." I said, "That's a man right there. He's walking on the third rail. He's got a lantern." Awesome. I wanted to be that. <laughs> That's outstanding stuff right there. See, See? I'm telling you, this will be good. And maybe, maybe you get Jim Gray involved. You think Jim Gray could fire off? He a could be the. Of, he could be the host. He right? could be the butt of a couple straight guy. Yeah, yeah, straight guy for sure. Yeah. Jim Gray could be the host. Dude, this is this is gonna Everybody be fun. Everybody else drunk. You, you've seen him. I'm telling you, go to YouTube and watch the Brady SNL monologue. It's like five, six minutes, and you'll see a guy that's like, okay, he is a bit of a showman. And let's not forget, he is the GOAT, and he's got one of these weird work ethic things where it's like if he, he's yeah. not going to get on a roast stage and botch it, okay? If you've watched any of these Comedy Central roasts, the butt of the joke, like Justin Bieber gets roasted. Right. He's, he's no comedian, but when someone feeds him a bunch of great jokes, he can stand up there as a showman and get on the mic and, and, and flame some people. It's and get written some for him. It'll be good, man. All his about delivery, delivery will be. His delivery probably won't be. Good. Do people hate Tom Brady right now? Like, is he having like a no, crisis he's now. in the in the media? I think he's likable. See, now. people usually use the roast when there's like a crisis going on, and like, I need to get back in there. good graces. Now people make fun of me, and then everybody laughs, and we're all back together now. There, yeah. there is a section of people that are making fun of him for returning for that final season and not having a a, a very fruitful year in the way the of divorce. winning, and then the divorce and stuff. Like, I think there's there's room here to crack some. Pretty dang good jokes on him. His, his ex-wife looked like she was having fun in Carnival. Nah, I'm sure she's South having America. a great time. Yeah. yeah, she was doing good. With the jiu-jitsu guy? But Tom's rebound looks good, too. Yeah. Oh, Tom's. Talk about Drake's desires. She's got a hefty pair. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> right? I think, I think. yeah, Tom's probably doing just fine for himself. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, Lucius. <laughs> the same way that Ric Flair's doing fine for himself on cameos alone in, uh, let's see, in the last – 
uh, 18 months, you're talking about $700,000 for two minutes or less video requests. Ric Flair getting it done. He charges <laughs> 500 bucks a pop, and my boy is just cranking wow. these things out. Almost a million dollars in 18 months just doing cameos, bro. He probably gets just flooded re- with requests. So he's, he's done, you, you said 700000 700000 at, at At 500 bucks a piece? At 500 bucks a pop. So what's that work out to? Like 1.4 million? Has he done? Or or is that 14,000? He's done a lot of them. He's, He's done a lot. Cranking them out, bro. Yeah. He needs a home studio to get all these requests in. <laughs> really and I can't does. blame him. No need to leave the house. I'm never stepping foot in the square circle again. Can you imagine Woo! getting getting to a place That's a lot of woos. Getting yeah. to a place where you're so beloved and people uh, people want to see you and hear from you that you can yeah. just sit on your couch and make 700 grand in and, like a year. And I, I don't know what these people are paying for to be honest. Like Rick Flair is so past his prime. It's just it, it's it's Steinberg-esque. It is. It's, it's a little bit. It's a nostalgia like thing, right? It's yeah. a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Any wrestling fan that you know, there if you, you gave go. them yeah. a personalized thing from Ric Flair, oh, they'd, love that. they'd be yeah, yeah, they'd be painting the walls. Yeah. All righty, G back name. Wow, what is that? What? Yeah. <laughs> wow, bro. I'll explain it off the air. <laughs> no, I think I know. Painting the walls. <laughs> you know, you know it's too it is, much. Buddy. You know what it is. <laughs> I pictured well, the dad. I'm sorry. My bad. I pictured the dad off of uh, South Park. Stand <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. fast. Oh, that was gross. We got to run, Nation. We're back to mix it up with the Get Right. See what they got cooking here for you in a Tolo Tuesday in the Nation. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, thank you, Lucius. It is the G Bag Nation here. Salute to Sonic. Mm, good. Our presenting sponsor out here at uh, spring training. As uh, we're not getting set for the get right. Tonight's configuration includes Alec Medford, and he joins us now to cross-talk preview what's coming up in the Get Right. Uh, and a good evening, Alec. How the heck are you? Good evening, General. Guys, how's it going out there in Arizona? Oh, uh, we're doing great. You know, we have our eyes on a lot of stuff. Apparently, the Stars were trying – they were pushing to trade for Patrick Kane, but yeah. just, just couldn't get it together. Yeah, Emily Kaplan reported that the Stars did have interest along with a couple other teams. The Carolina Hurricanes were one, but Patrick Kane behind the scenes was pushing to go to the New York Rangers. So a bit of a bummer. Uh, certainly would have been a great addition for the stars. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll see how the stars end up doing moving forward for the remainder of the season. But always a blast to talk with Little Red Medford. Uh, I love you, dude. Love you more. Are you a big stars fan, Alec? Yeah, it's been really hard to avoid them, if you will, since the Stanley Cup run. And you know, with the trade that they made on Sunday, sending Gurianov out of town, it opened up a little bit of cap space. So I was talking to Joey Erickson, a big hockey. Guy up here at 105 through the fans. Second biggest hockey brain here at the fans. Second to the the hockey hockey hawk. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, he had hope that uh, a Patrick Kane deal could have been struck and uh, gave me hope. So I was kind of on edge the past few days hoping that they can make a push because the overtime and shootouts uh, record is uh, 
abysmal. We'll put it that way. Well, and speaking, of, speaking of being on edge, Alec, I haven't got the chance to personally thank you for getting the uh, Anytime Egg uh, party started <laughs> on, on Friday with that epic flying. Have you come down from that immense hide that, that must have been for you? Uh, I think I've watched the video back probably four or five times now, and the way that Chiafalo and I planned it out, I think it was perfectly executed. That was just too too good, and I hope that Broadus doesn't hate me too much. Oh no, man! I tell you what, that you know, I should have done a better job of you know picking the right team. But uh, <laughs> no, I just again, I appreciate everybody at the station, especially everybody that was involved with that, you know, and making it fun. I, I mean, I love. I mean, the bet payoffs. Now I got to the end, and I was worried about getting, but hitting. Excuse me, getting hit with the sixth egg. I went and cracked that thing and got rid of it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not letting anybody. <laughs> Hit me with that was a good six. idea. Yeah. yeah, I was fearful that somebody at that final buzzer was going to crack another egg on my head. You were sure. a good trooper throughout the full extent of the bet payoff, mm-hmm. you know. And and once that bet payoff had been finalized, I don't blame you one bit for disposing. Well, of that I kind of felt like you guys were having fun doing it. Yeah, and I didn't want to give somebody one more chance at it. Yeah, you, know, you didn't want to give us I, the, like, the no, opening. I, I've done that. You know, you, you guys will take that, that. You see that little crack in that door? You guys will run right through it. Sit on a couch in a clubhouse. Right. Walk yeah. on the logo in the on the carpet. Sure. You know, all these things will happen. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we're down to break the rules for sure. So will you will you take it as well if, say, in like two months out of nowhere, I just slam a random head on your dome while we're on the air? Is that something that you'll appreciate? You know what's funny? Like I the sneak I, attack? I think this crew is capable of a lot of things. But if, don't be surprised if I do something back to Ooh, you, though. okay. Yeah, yeah that's Whoa. true. Yeah, exactly. Get the target on yeah, my back. Or, you know, maybe get Dawson. You know, we'll try. Wow. I'll figure it all out. Well, all that's right. the tease of a prank war. Yeah. Okay. Might be some prank wars that going on things to the next level uh alex would you want to bring the anytime egg on any of the shows that you uh either produce or host Ooh, that's a good question i feel like the get right would be pretty chaotic but i'd have to go with the knc masterpiece there's a couple of good sized domes to aim for yeah yeah they look good on a bald head too it's when you say Rodas? domes yeah man uh, i think the bald head is uh it's almost like a it's like a bullseye where you just you have the urge to smash I'll a raw what, egg on it i would attempt to bring an egg to my dome and see what happens yeah i was oh, about okay. to say kg yeah, doesn't KG like to have fun. Th- is I that th- a no then yeah i was getting pulling <laughs> shell out of my hair <laughs> like when i was washing my hair there was shell in the back of the ben oh. franklin yeah, how well, was that shower? Yeah, afterwards it was crazy because I was those big, big chunks of shell where I was pulling out of the Ben Franklin hair. It's crazy. KG, how mad would you be though? Seriously, would would you be just livid? See, I would like you know play it cool for the first you know couple of times that it happened, and then after a while, I'd be like, why am I allowing this to continue to happen to me when there's other eggs sitting here, and clearly there are other people who engage in this kind of behavior. So why don't I just go ahead and start? You know, turnabouts, you know, about fair play. So, you know, mm. I would be a uh, tough cleanup up there. I mean, you know, as, yeah. after what I saw in certain some of the pictures of Choppy having to clean off, you know, yeah. all the. I uh, think Choppy set us up there, KG. I really don't think that was our, our total mess. I think he was just kind of, kind of trying you think to. think he dipped those hand, headphones I think so. and some eggs? Yeah, like I it think was a so. Piece of I think toast. so. He's kind of that kind of guy. So I let me ask so. you a question then. What mm-hmm. would be the benefit of him doing that? Just to get on our, you know, just to just to kind of cause okay. problems on our show. Okay. We're, okay. we're not going to let that happen here. <laughs> we're no not going to let that. Yeah, they're trying to diminish us. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, they like to just create beef and wars between yeah. the shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. What's coming up on the show? We got uh, Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com live from go. Indianapolis at seven twenty. Draft and show. That's um, that's yeah. right. And uh, Calvin Watkins also Ooh. live from uh, Indianapolis. He's going to join us at eight twenty tonight. Oh, hell yeah. 
for a lifetime baseball fan like yourself, are you more uh, jealous of getting to cover the combine or spring training? Which one would you go to right now if you had the choice as a journalist? The combine. What do you think about uh, the having Tyron Smith back? That Steve said. That doesn't surprise me. Um, you, I would I would think there's a restructure of his contract coming though, because at a thirteen point six million dollar clip, I don't think you can bring him back for that number. So I would expect a restructuring of his deal to free up some money there. Gelkin with us earlier says he's feeling a big move could be coming. What do you think is the biggest move you could legit hope for from Catboy? Uh, that he signs a wide receiver in free agency or trades for my man in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, with the number 26 overall pick, maybe make some shake there. You think he could really do that? I mean, if he could take us, you know, I've seen some, you know, like pro football focus, for example, how much you want to put stock in that. You know, said they projected a second and a fifth would be good enough to go get DeAndre Hopkins from Arizona. And if that's the case, if you're going to take that for anything, I would do that trade today if it meant a second and a fifth to go get DeAndre. Oh, yeah. I think big picture Diggs. I like the big picture thought of trying to get Diggs' brother yeah. to get Diggs the corner to resign. Yeah. You know, when he yeah. said today, obviously they're in our long-term plans, I was wondering if they're getting ready to do something big and say, hey, we can't do the deal now, but trust me, uh, C.D. Lamb, we're going to take care of you. We're just bringing in a guy opposite you that, that's going to open up things tremendously. Looking forward to it, guys. Uh, the Get Right with Alec and KG coming up next. Thanks so much to Carter Freeman coordinating the video, Lucius Alexander back in there in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. Thanks to Ramon Cruz here, our remote engineer at uh, Spring Training, handling business, a very smooth ride here at Surprise Stadium. And uh, for Chia Follow and Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation at ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.